Amen and amen. As we're going to read from Luke, the book of Luke today, Luke chapter 11. And I want to go straight into the title of this message today. One word, nice and simple, possessed. Now, I say straight the title of the sermon because the idea, I mean, goodness, <laughs> you went deep with this one, Ella, didn't you? You went deep. Right. Round of applause for the media team, amen. Anyway. <laughs> Shot, I'm looking, I was like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> the reason, amen, all right. So the reason I went straight into the title is because the idea of demon possession today is kind of like dubious. Who knows what I'm talking about? You know, you mentioned demon possession. It's like, oh, I know. You're one of those kind of people, right? You mentioned demon possession. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to stop talking to you now. Let's go ahead. You're, you're one of those uh, religious kooks that talks about the supernatural and the spiritual and so on. But yes, I've entitled my sermon today, Possessed. Because however you may look at this scenario or this uh, eventuality of the fact that demons possess. Uh, listen, you can say whatever you want to say. How many know the Bible, the word of God is true? Can you say amen in this place? The Bible says, let, every, let uh, 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 every man be alive, but God speaks the truth. Can you say amen? And I want to read just a portion of scripture. And this kind of scripture, you know, sometimes when you take verses out of the Bible, you can sometimes take it out of context. But this particular two verses of scripture we're going to read is like almost as if it is taken out and lifted up on its own. And I want to read Luke 11, verse number 24 and verse number 26. We're going to have a look at a few different things surrounding this subject. Verse number 24, Jesus said, When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest, finding none, he says... I will return to my house for which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. That's Jesus speaking. That's red letters right there. Amen. So there's a few things I want to pick out with these two uh, verses of Scripture here, or a couple of verses of Scripture here. The first thing is the first line. Jesus just starts basically saying, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man. So straight away, we draw the obvious conclusion that there are unclean spirits, number one, and they can take their dwelling place in people. See, Jesus didn't have to kind of describe this or anything. He just started the statement when an unclean spirit goes from a man. So there you can deduce that there are unclean spirits in this world and that they have their dwelling place in people. And as you read the Bible, you go through uh, the, the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you see the ministry of Jesus Christ, uh, there is a phenomenally large portion of his ministry um, was casting out demons and unclean spirits. Do you know that? A large portion of his ministry was to go around and cast out demons. And there's many examples for us to look at, many examples for that to see. And I'm going to pick out a few, and I'm, going to, I'm not going to go through all of them, but I'm going to pick out a few that stand out to me. 
Mark chapter 1 and verse number 21, the Bible says here, Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, not as scribes. Now there was a man in this synagogue with an unclean spirit. He was in the synagogue. They didn't go out and find him in the tomb. He was in the synagogue. He was in church with an unclean spirit. And he cried out saying, let us alone. What are we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And I love this. This is one of my favorite exorcisms right here. Jesus rebuked him and said, quiet, come out. I love that. Jesus is a boss right there. Can you say amen in this place? Quiet, come out. Come on, there wasn't no messing around here. It wasn't playing around here. Jesus said, shut up and come out. Can you say amen in this place? And when the unclean spirit uh, 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 had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, uh, he came out of him. That's right there. Luke 13, number 10, we see another one here. And this one is interesting because we see a, a, a woman here again in the synagogue. Luke, number, uh, Luke 13, verse number 10, it says, Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath again. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity. 18 years and was bent over and in no way could raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her and said, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. I love the fact this time he didn't even bother speak to the demon. He just said, Listen, you're loosed. You're loosed. And the demon had to go out. The Pharisees had problems with that because it was the Sabbath. And then verse number 16, we skip. It says, Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond? Here we see a spirit causing an illness, a spirit causing an illness for a long period of time. And Jesus recognizes that, identifies that as a spirit of infirmity, casts it out, and she's able then to be set free. Last one. And this is where a boy comes, uh, or, or they bring a boy to Jesus' disciples. And we will understand the story here. Jesus' disciples could not cast out this demon from this boy. And then they bring him to Jesus. And in verse number 25 of Mark chapter 9, the Bible says, When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Death and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him. And we know the story. Jesus said, this kind of demon doesn't come out except for prayer and fasting. Listen, we can go on and on and on about the events when Jesus cast out spirits. There are many disciples, sorry, many examples. Even when Jesus came now to equip his disciples, he sent out to 12 disciples. He gave them many things to do. He gave them an agenda, and on their agenda, Agenda. If we look at Matthew 10 and verse number 7, it says, As you go, I want you to preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He says, I want you to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and do what? Cast out demons. Maybe that was just a special 12 disciple thing. Maybe that's just something for the 12 disciples. But Jesus gave this similar mandate when he was sending out the 70 he was sending out 70 random disciples. They don't have a name. They don't have a title. They don't have a position. Just 70 of his disciples. He was sending them out, gave them a similar uh, mandate. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 10, verse number 17, it says, they came back to Jesus after being sent out and they said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. 
And this, of course, uh, uh, we go, it continues on in the book of Acts when Jesus ascends to heaven. It was a normal part of the kingdom of God. But the thing is, the thing that is very odd tonight, as this was a normal part of the ministry of Jesus Christ, amen, that people someday, amen, what's going on, my friend? Amen, God bless you. People someday think or sometimes think that this is not meant to be part of the ministry today. And I'm thinking Jesus and the disciples were casting out spirits left, right, and center. Well, where did all the spirits go? Did they not exist in, 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 on the earth anymore? Did they cast them out never to return anymore? It's interesting that people uh, whom Jesus encountered, what would we say to those people today? If we encountered the type of people that Jesus encountered in his ministry, how would we address them today? What would we say to them today? Jesus said, be quiet and come out. We would say, don't worry, just take this medication. Come on now. Now listen, I don't want, I don't want to kind of, you know, try to you know, belittle medication and, 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 you know, there's doctors in the house, amen. I don't want to belittle their, their whole career and stuff like that. But let's be honest. If we met some of the people that they met back in the day, listen, the Jesus and his disciples, they had deliverance. What we have today is diagnosis. So now we're saying, instead of quiet and come out, we're saying, actually, what can we do here? We'll give you a name and we'll diagnose you and we'll put you in a catalog. Anytime we see this, we'll just diagnose you, group of people, and we'll medicate you and make you feel nice. We'll make you feel a place. Listen, I'm not about to say that everything we encounter has a demonic spirit. I'm not about to say everything, every single thing, there's a demon behind it. But you can't go on the other side and say that there is no demon at all. Come on now. We can't fully go on the other side and say there is no demonic activity. Some things are clear and they need to be rebuked in the name of Jesus. Who agrees with me in this place? Come on now. Some things they should not be lived with. Some things we should not just diagnose. Some things we should not try and medicate uh, uh, and just, uh, and just uh, make it uh, comfortable. Some things need to be rebuked and cast out of people. There's people walking around this city. Dare I say there's people in this room tonight that need to be delivered. Can you say amen in this place? There needs to be deliverance. No longer are we just going to have a diagnosis and carry it around with us and live for this. Some things need to be pushed out. Some things need to be cast out. We need to take dominion, take authority and say, quiet, come out. It's interesting in our spirit, oh sorry, in our scripture, verse number 24. It says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest. These are spirits. Now, they're just, they're just not just neutral. You have to understand uh, that these spirits are looking for an opportunity. It's not just a neutral thing. They're not just neutral. They're looking for a dwelling place. They want to find a place that they can dwell, a place that they can come and call their own. They want to come and enter in and take it. They want to come and live there. They want to come and possess people. Listen, I still believe people are demon-possessed in this day and age. It wasn't just for the scriptures back then. Oh, that was in Jesus' time. No, it happens here in 2023 as well. It happens they want to come and find an opportunity. And many times, this is covered over with just mere fun and entertainment. 
I should have brought a picture. I was going to bring a picture, but I totally forgot. Um, but there was a thing I found on Amazon. Amazon. Who shops at Amazon here? Who's ever shopped at Who's ever shopped at, Okay, let me do this this way. Who has never shopped at Amazon in their life at all in this place? Wow, there you go. That's, that's the impact of Amazon right now, right? So I found this thing on Amazon where it said, I wish I should have done it, but it's off the top of my head. It said um, something along the line, want to get closer to God? Want to get answers from God? And what they did, they uh, changed and painted a Ouija board to say this is now how you get in contact with the Holy Spirit. They said, you want to get answers from God? It's a Ouija board. You put your fingers on it. You put your hand together and it spells out letters. And they say, and you can get answers from the Holy Spirit. Now, those of you that are wise, those of you understand that is nothing but witchcraft. Can you say amen in this place? And yes, you're going to get some, some response, but it's not going to be from the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you that for free? It's going to be a demon that's going to come and look for an opportunity. Say, here's a window I can come in. I'm going to open myself up and come in there. The spirits are looking for places to dwell. And sometimes we get involved in things that opens up a door. Sometimes we get involved in things, we read things, we watch things that opens up a door. You might say, listen, I don't have no tarot cards, I don't have no Ouija boards, I don't have no witchcraft books. Yes, I know, but the movies you're watching opens up a door. Come on, I'm, I'm serious out here. You think Hollywood is just neutral? Come on now, come on, let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest, some of the things that we open ourselves up to give spirits an opportunity to come into our lives. I remember back in the day, um, uh, I'm glad I stopped this nonsense, but back in the day, I used to watch horror movies. Um, this was a long time ago. This was in uh, secondary school. Um, I used to watch horror movies. I remember watching this particular movie called The Ring. Um, and it was, it was, when I look back now, I'm like, what on earth was I thinking? Right? What, what was I thinking doing about it? We're taking entertainment, watching this nonsense. So I remember watching this and, uh, uh, you know, I went to my friend's house and after we, we took the bus back, you know, and I had to take the bus back and walk home. And that walk home was normal all the time. I've been doing that walk home for all the time. I catch the bus to school every single day for years. And, but that day, that walk home was different. That day I'm walking home and all of a sudden I don't feel like I'm on my own anymore. And I mean, all of a sudden, the, the, the trees are moving in different ways that I didn't think they were moving before. And now for weeks, I can't sleep properly. I, I, I'm starting to get nightmares and things. I'm tormented because I'm opening up a door and now somebody's like, oh, the door is open. I want to find a place to dwell because I've been searching dry places, the Bible says, and he has not. He's seeking rest. And here's my door is wide open. He's like, oh, there, I can rest right there. And he goes in. Come on, do you know what I'm saying? We open up a door. Who agrees with me in this place? The things we're involved in can open up doors. And we have spirits, the Bible is saying, that are looking for rest, looking for doors open. I, I kind of, uh, they say there's a type of thief that's an opportunist. And what it is, uh, an opportunist will go down a road full of parked cars, walk down, doors, oh, it's locked, okay. Do oh, that one's locked, okay. That one, oh, this one's open, and that's it in. That's, an that's what the spirits are doing every single day. If the door is open in your life, you're potentially opening up to a realm that you don't want to mess with. I want to look secondly um, about possession being nine-tenths of the law. 
Now, this is a popular legal phrase, um, and it's an expression meaning that ownership is easier to maintain if a person has possession of something, and it's difficult to enforce if a person doesn't. What I mean by that is it's easy to say that you own something if you already have possession. Now, look, my shoes right here. If I asked you a question, are these my shoes? What are you going to say? Well, you assume that. Why? Because I possess them. So you assume that I own these shoes because I'm in possession of those shoes. And what I'm say- I said that to say this because sometimes we can look and think about possession means ownership, but possession doesn't actually mean ownership. I could have stole these shoes last week and just wearing them like they're mine. Can you say I'm in this place? And I say that because a, a, a demonic realm will possess and go on as if they have ownership. And we also then will start to agree with that ownership by saying, yeah, this is just my problem I have. I'm diagnosed like this. And we agree that they own this. Look at verse number 24 again. It says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest, finding none. He says, I will return to my house from which I came. It's not your house. Who told you this is your house? Come on, Jesus owns this house. Can you say amen in this place? But he says, I'm going to return to my house. The devil and his demons like to take possession of things. But possession doesn't mean ownership. It means that they're just there. They may be there by false pretenses. But they're going on as if they own. Some people have said, I've been diagnosed. This is my diagnosis. This is my illness. This is it. And you're agreeing with the ownership of demons. No. You know, we had, me and my wife, we, we own a house in Derby. Um, and we have a, a, we had or we had a couple living there. Um, they've got keys to the house. Uh, they they they're probably taking showers and baths in our bathroom every day. They they're sleeping in one of our rooms. They might have a barbecue in our garden. But how many know we're still the owners? Can you say I'm in this place? I still, that that still belongs to me. They are just there. Can you think of it? Because they're possessing it, all of a sudden they say, no, I can take ownership of that. No, it doesn't make sense like that. We don't, they do not own that. I am able to write them notice to say, can you leave my house, please, in two months? And guess what? They have to leave because they do not own it. Some people don't have the authority enough to start saying, listen, you don't own this. Come out of my life right now. Instead, you think that they own you. Jesus' ministry was contained with so much deliverance because demons were possessing people left, right, and center and acting as if they were rightful owners. Can I tell you, when a demon possesses somebody, they are not rightful owners. They are there fraudulently. Can you say amen in this place? Sometimes people go around carrying this, saying, that's just the way I am. No, that is demonic. You're not meant to be having panic attacks. Come on now. You're not meant to be having night terrors. You're not meant to be having severe anxiety, consistent sleepless nights. I mean, just never can sleep a wink. All sorts of phobias, all sorts of weird, unexplained illnesses. No, you're not meant to have that. You need to call a spade a spade and say this is demonic. One of the things Jesus Christ came to do was set at liberty those who are oppressed. The demon came and the devil and his demons came to oppress people. And one of the things Jesus came to do was set at liberty those who are oppressed. I want to look a little bit further into this. It says here in verse number 24. 
I return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. What is actually happening here? He was possessed, or he possessed somebody, this demon possessed somebody, came out of the man, was looking for places to rest, couldn't find anything, and went back to his own place, or went back to that person and found it swept and in order. Uh, and then he says, okay, I'm going to get seven more demons and I'm going to come and possess this. And the reason I say that is because you have to understand that, that you have to be filled with something. Come on, it's not enough to be driving out evil. You must be filled with good. You can't just drive that out and, and say, I'm going to drive this out. I'm not going to do this no more. You have evil thoughts. You're saying, I'm not going to think like this no more. Uh, um, it's not enough to just say, I'm going to drive out the evil. You have to be filled with something else. Otherwise, those thoughts will just come back and usually come back with a harder intensity. Who, who agrees with that in this place? You have to be filled with something. It's not enough just to push it out there. Listen, if you have evil thoughts and, and you say, I'm just not going to think like that anymore. No, you should take a leaf out of what Paul says in Philippians 4, 8. It says, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just and pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. In other words, we should be filling ourselves, meditate on those things. Because if you just say, okay, I'm not going to do that no more, but then do nothing, you are creating a vacant position. And a vacant position is not good because you have people that want to come and apply for your vacancy. Come on now. Who's ever heard of squatter's rights before? Wave your hand at me, squatter's rights. Now, I don't understand the laws behind I mean, they're trying to clear it up now. It's been cleared up in the recent years. But squatters' rights basically gives rights to people who move into a vacant land, and after a certain period, they can claim it as their own. So if a land is vacant, people can see the vacancy and say, oh, that land is vacant. Nobody's there. I'm going to just marry on and move in and, and, and set up shop here in this vacancy. And after a number of years, squatters' rights actually protects them. After like 10 years, I believe it is, they can actually apply to own that piece of land. And it all came about, the trouble all came about because there was a vacancy. Listen, the Bible says that the last state of that man was worse than the first. Why? Because his life was empty. He pushed out the evil spirit at first, but he was still vacant and left the space, left the door open. And when the door was open, listen, the demon came in and saw that he tried to clean up his place, but he's not got a new owner. So he's going to come back and own. Listen, when people try and clean up themselves and they fall off the wagon, how many know they fall off and they look worse than they was before you have an alcoholic who says I'm stopping alcohol but then don't replace it with anything and then now when they fall off the wagon no longer is it 10 drinks a day it's 20 drinks a day because when you have that vacancy listen things start to come in and things start to go in I want to finish off on my third point and it says no vacancy no vacancy you know, there's a few people in church that tell me they're trying to look for a job. And I remember I've been looking, you know, in, in, in my life, I've been looking for jobs as well. In, in the earlier years, I remember there's a period of my time I was looking for a, a, a job for a full 12 months. Um, and as people, the people that you know, if you're looking for jobs, you're applying, you're applying. And, and you get those emails that come back. 
And it says, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It says, unfortunately, the position has been filled. You know, we need to take that line. You know, when the devil comes knocking, he says, sorry, bro. Unfortunately, this position has been filled. Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of my life. The Holy Spirit inside of me, he lives right here. There's no space for you. There's no vacancy for you. Unfortunately, the position has been filled by the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen in this place? We are not to provide vacancies for spirits that want to come into our life. We're not to keep the door open in our life. It is too precious. We need to resist the devil. The Bible says if we do that, the devil will flee from from us. We need to be filled with the Spirit of God that we can cast out demons and yes, be filled with the Spirit that when they come knocking, Jesus Christ will open up the door. Can you say amen in this place? Listen, I'm in my house, but if somebody's knocking at my door, Jesus is the one with the keys. He's the one going to open saying, can I help you? There's no one here by the name. I take up residence in this house now. Listen, demons will see that and tremble and flee because I am filled with the Spirit of God. We need to be filled with the Spirit of God. Bible says in Corinthians 1 and verse number, uh, 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 verse number 19 of chapter 6, it says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you, whom you have from God? And, are you, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We need to surrender ourselves to God. Open ourselves up to the power of the Holy Spirit. Shut the door to the enemy. Can you say amen in this place? There's so many things that we're dealing with and we just carry on as a burden. No, we need to say like Jesus did. Be quiet and come out. Listen, no longer diagnose or self-diagnose yourself and say, listen, this is what it is. This is what I'm just dealing with. We have this in our family. Who's ever heard that before? It comes in generations. My mom had it. My grandmama had it. Well, listen, right now I'm casting it out of me in the name of Jesus Christ. No longer in my life no more. No longer in my lineage anymore. Oh, we're casting demons out and inviting the Spirit of God inside. Some people, what you need is no more tablets. Some people, you don't need nice music, whale music to get to sleep. Some people, what you need is a deliverance, a Holy Ghost deliverance like Jesus did back in the day. Can you say that in this place? And I'm not afraid to speak about that in the West because some people are afraid to deal with this subject. And I believe that is demonic. I believe that the attack on, on, on casting out demons is demonic. Of course it is. Because the best enemy is one that is undetected. Can you say that in this place? The best enemy is one that you don't even know is working. No, it's not a demon. No, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a chemical imbalance in your brain. It's not a demon. No, that's just a, it's just a, you know, you've got bacteria. It's not a demon. That's just how you are and it's part of your heritage. No, it's not, it's not a demon. No, we need to call a spade a spade. We need to start rebuking. That was a major part of Jesus' ministry. And the whole part of being a Christian is saying we are a follower of Christ. And it was Jesus that said, whoever believes in me is going to do the same works that I do and even greater works. Pick up your Bible, see what Jesus did. Pick up your Bible, see what he said was the kingdom of God. He said, listen, blind eyes are opened. The deaf will hear. The the dumb would speak. Uh, uh, Lepers will be cleansed. People will be raised from the dead. Demons will be cast out. That's the kingdom of God. And we would do a disservice 
to the kingdom of God if we dampen that in 2023? If we look at what society says and say, oh, you're just being a fanatic and so on and so forth. No, I want to see the captives free. I want to see people freed from bondage to sin. I want to see people freed from addiction in an instant. I want to see people with, 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 with weird and, and, and uh, um, uh, illnesses that we can't even describe where they even come from, what it even means. I want to see that cleared up in an instant. I want to see people delivered so they can sleep nice at, at, at night. I want to see people be able to speak. Oh, that they... they There's no more stuttering. Can you say amen in this place? I want people to speak. There's no more mute tongues. I want people to hear. There's no more deafness. Asthma can be cleared up. Can you say amen in this place? I want people, generational curse. Listen, uh, barrenness can be cleared up in the name of Jesus Christ. If we're able to stand and take authority, take dominion and uh, cast out evil spirits and allow the Holy Spirit to enter into us. Now, church, there's two types of people under the sound of my voice. People who just agree and believe everything I said, or people who are skeptical. You choose which one you are. But this is the word of God I'm preaching. This is the word of God I'm preaching. I'm preaching because I really do believe we need to come back to this ministry. We need to come back to deliverance ministry. Oh, there's people that the government don't know how to deal with. They they put all sorts of money. That's not going to work. What they need is deliverance. So many times when we go through things and we see things, prayer is not the first choice we go to. Come on, if we if we if we're honest, if we if we look at you know if we if something happens, many times prayer is not the first thing that we do. It's like okay, I've tried everything else. I've done this. I've done this. Okay, let me let my also try and pray. (laughs) Come on. Jesus recognized what was going on. When people came to him with all sorts of things. You know, I think if we were to go back in time and we to see some of these people, I think we would recognize some of the symptoms that we see today. I think we would recognize. I don't think it would be too far-fetched. I think we would recognize. If we were to jump back just for a week, we'd go back into the time when we see some of these people and we come back, we like, man, that's like my neighbor next door. <laughs> come on. That's like my work colleague. The stuff that they were, how they was going on. I don't think it will be too far-fetched. But now we're just smarter in 2023. We're more wise. We don't call it demon possession. We call it whatever it is. Well, church, I've had enough. I believe captives should be set free in the name of Jesus Christ. Because there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. My Bible says demons tremble at the name of Jesus. Just at the mention of his name. Listen, when he walked into the room sometimes, demons recognized and said, oh no, it's not our time yet. We've got people big. Please, let me just go into those pigs because they know who he is. We have that same authority. So what I want us to do is I want us to take that dominion, take the authority, go back home and look at our situations differently. Look at our loved ones differently. Come on, look at people that we've just been, they've been diagnosed. Look at it differently. Maybe you have a diagnosis yourself. Look at it differently. I want us to understand that we, the Bible says, who the sun sets free, come on, is free indeed. We should not be living in bondage. 
Jesus Christ has paid the price already. He's done everything. We just need to take authority and dominion. Who agrees with me in this place? Come on, let's give him praise right now tonight. We're going to pray. We're going to pray right now. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes in this place. Possession.